take what you need and move along And pretty little gypsy, you're on fire I'm sorry that you miss me What's up, guys? Welcome to another beautiful episode of the K-Men Media Podcast. Welcome into the poker room once again, joined by my man, Connor Gray, little brother. How's it going, guys? And the other man, Jordan Lease. How's it going, guys? Oh, I can't complain. Tomorrow's the big Friday. Big Friday. Best day of the week. Mm-hmm. That is not, not, not false. Not false. Saturday's not... pretty good, though. <laughs> oh, Saturday's, Saturday's a... pretty good. Yeah, Saturday's, Saturday's the best know, day. For the boys. Saturday's are I, for the boys. I gotta say, Friday's my favorite day. Actually, because you're off you work. No. I'm gonna change that. Thursdays are the best day of the week. Thursday, because that's my Friday. It's the end of the week, <laughs> yeah. end of the work week. I hate we you. We do the podcast. I stay up late editing. It's the only day of the week I stay up late. Besides sometimes Fridays, <laughs> it's just great. Yeah, yeah. I, my favorite day is just whatever day I'm off. I don't have a set oh, schedule yeah. or anything <laughs> like that. So, but it's a, uh, it's a big episode today. Yeah, oh, yeah, big, 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 episode. big episode today. Second interview ever on the. We'll have our second guest on the show. You guys will hear that interview later in the show. We'll so have stay that tuned. At the end of the show, that'll be at the end. It'll Pretty be a good interview, I think. A good sit down we had mm-hmm. with our man Ellis Igo. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, he. I mean, he's a music star. He's a TV star. I'm not gonna give too much away, but we got deep. <clears throat> <laughs> it's also great that he's an Ohio State fan. We got some Ohio State talking. There. Big Ohio Buckeye, State fan. Big Buckeye fan. Yeah. Big Ohio State fan. One of the biggest that I know for sure. Right on. But let's get into it. Let's dive right into the bracket contest. Starting start with March Madness. We're, we're down to the final what, four now. What a week that was, man. What a week that was. I'm not going to lie. After Sunday, I just went ahead, deleted the March Madness app, deleted my tournament bracket, and took an L. Yeah, I'll These, try again. This weekend's, this past weekend's games were were Nuts. solid. Uh, start off, you know, Kentucky they suck. Uh, North Carolina before they that, suck. Carolina got say, blown Carolina, out. They suck. Uh, yeah, they got murdered. Duke escaped the Sweet Sixteen to get to the Elite Eight to then lose by one point to Michigan State. <laughs> I want hold on before we move on. I want to give a shout out to Trey real quick. He I heard a lot from you know uh, before Carolina. Exited the tournament, and I haven't heard much from him after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, like, the went, like MIA, what happened to him? And then uh, Kentucky, they suck. So you know what? I had that coming because yeah. Friday night, it was the Friday Carolina lost, right? It was Friday. I was at the Moose, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tagged him in an Auburn gift, like, ha-ha, let's go. And then Chad looked at me and went, like, you probably just bit yourself in the ass. Yep. Yeah, and then and the very next, or well, two days later, Kentucky falls, mm-hmm. and I obviously at you on Twitter yeah. to let you know, mm-hmm. like you didn't already know, but yeah. I was so watching. Uh, I was watching that game with my grandpa, and uh, we're about halfway through, and I was like, "Man, I hate Kentucky." He looks at me, he says, "You hate Kentucky?" And I was like, "Oh no, he's a Kentucky fan." He was like, "I I hate Kentucky." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Let's go!" <laughs> yeah, he he hates Kentucky. He hates Duke. He, he mm-hmm. I can't I can't say the teams that he likes. And yeah, why I he told likes him them, I but... wanted Duke to win just because I picked them to win, and he he didn't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Give me that high five." Yeah. So real quick, just real quick, our top three in the bracket bracket contest. We've got the biggest boss, David Summerlin, in Yerp. 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 <laughs> Yeah, so, biggest boss has Michigan State. David Summerlin has Michigan State, so I feel like it's going to come down to those two because Europe has uh, has Duke. Duke, yeah. So that's if you're one of those three, unfortunately, I don't know any of those three. <laughs> um, but if you are, if you're one of those three left remaining and your bracket still still hanging at the top, DM us on Twitter because come Monday you're going to be a winner. Yep. And that's a winner of a fifty dollars gift card. To we'll Amazon. Let, we'll announce that on Twitter. Um, Monday night or Tuesday Monday night, morning? as soon as Probably the game's Monday over. Night. Probably Tuesday. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll announce it. DM us on Twitter. We'll get your information, and we'll get you that gift card. If you don't have Twitter, hopefully you got Instagram or something. Cause, uh... Yeah, get a hold of us some way. Yeah. AOL Messenger. Best of luck to you. I think uh, I think Michigan State does end up winning it, though. I think so, too. Uh, it's Big Ten, dear. They haven't done it in, what, yeah. since 2000? Yeah, I, I trust Tom Izzo over, over these the other coaches that are left. Mm-hmm. You've got you've would, got Michigan State, Texas Tech. I think Michigan State runs away. I wouldn't mind seeing Texas Tech win. This is their first Final Four. Same as Auburn. Just, but, yeah. yeah, I'll pass. Pass. Pass it on Texas Tech. Right. <laughs> then you got Virginia and Auburn. I think Virginia wins. Michigan yep. State, Virginia makes for a, a good championship game. I agree. Talk about a comeback for Virginia from last year being 
out in the first round, first number one seed Number one overall seed lost, yes, to the 16th seed UMBC, and now they're in the Final Four. Now they're the only number one seed in the Final Four. Correct. Just think about Thank you. Think about the <laughs> good job, Connor. <laughs> Proud of you. So you just just think about it though. You've got Michigan State. That's that's a that's a bit, that's a blue blood school. Mm-hmm. But then you got Texas Tech and Auburn. Just think, you could have had Duke Gonzaga, and then you could have had Virginia against Carolina or Kentucky. Just think about the ratings, the difference. Yeah, it would have been through the roof. Would have especially been, with Zion. Especially with Zion. Wow. I hate Duke, but I wanted to watch Zion. Do you like Zion? I I, I hope he plays for the Cavs next year. Someone <laughs> told me at work like Tuesday that Zion was considering going back to school. I'm like, you know, there's no better way. not. There's no not. way oh, he goes back to school. Dumbest decision by any human being yeah. ever. All he has to do is just say, "I declare for the draft," and he'll be in, like a millionaire. In, like, He's what, the number one months? pick, no matter what. Yeah, no doubt. Him and uh, him and John Morant one and two. But I, I hope Zion ends up with the Cavs next year. I don't know how possible it is because they're, they're right now like the second worst team. team. Are they? They're yeah. the second worst team. So With what, the Knicks? Obviously, with the lottery, you could still get the number one pick, but likely he could he could end up with the Knicks, like you said. And that that's what the fun about the NBA draft is. like You never really know who's going to get number See, one until I don't like that. It's the same way with the NHL, and I do not like it. For the NHL, I don't like it. Like, the NHL does the lottery? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I don't like it. Because, like, it, it's just rewarding teams that aren't the worst. Like, in the NFL, the worst team, they get the number one pick. Like, right. the Browns last, you know, how many other years? Yep. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it also keeps it from, like, a certain team from, like, wanting to tank. Because yeah, it, it, it tries, yeah, it tries to true. limit tanking Right. Yeah. is the thing. Because, like, if you tank and especially you keep the, getting number one pick, then that's just Yeah, especially fair. in the NBA, <coughs> one, one player can make a huge difference. No, I mean, in the NFL, not so much. I mean, sometimes, but... There's good players in the draft, don't get me wrong. Deuce going to have four players go in the first round. That's ridiculous. For real. And then you got John Morant, but none of them are Zion. The name Zion, the brand Zion's going to be, the fans that are going to come to the games just to see Zion, whether he's on a good Knicks team or a bad Knicks team, mm-hmm. probably a bad Knicks team for a while. Probably. But that, I mean, they sell out either way. It's New York. The Zion shoes? But just, yeah, me, just to think about the difference between Zion this. and the next guy. How do you feel about NCAA, NCAA players, NFL, NBA, whatever, not being paid? Do you think they should be paid? I think they, you, they should be paid. You think so? You yeah. think they should be paid like a salary? So or? I'm not saying, okay, here's my thing. Maybe not get paid from the NCAA, but they should be able to mm-hmm. go down the street to the local 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 car dealership and shoot a commercial for some, yeah. some side money, you know? Literally right now, they can't do anything. Yeah. NCAA just, is making so much money off Zion. Yeah, exactly. And he gets nothing. That's what I don't like about it. They are making, the NCAA is making so much money off these mm-hmm. players, and they're going out there, you know, putting their careers on the line, risk of injury, whatever, and potentially making no money, and they're making millions yep. off of it. Yep. It's insane. They're, they, I just don't, I don't get it. Yes, they get a scholarship, but... Most of the, the really yeah, good that ones pays, that are making that the money. That pays for their school, which they don't go to. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Most of the ones that are good, they don't go to school. The hell no, they don't go to they school. They don't go to school. <laughs> they, they go to two or three classes just to, just to say they went so they can I mean, play. Me too. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, play, but you're, you don't have millions on the line, basketball. <laughs> but yes, no. I think they should be paid. I think they should at least be able to do side jobs, commercials, TV I think commercials, should, and stuff like that. They should receive something. Or endorsements with like Nike and stuff like that. Right. They should have something for like just for being on ESPN and for being like on Sports Center, all the talk shows. They should receive at least some payment for all that. Right. For I their agree. name, at least. Absolutely. Moving on, though. Big news. Big, big news nope. with the AAF. Sad news. <laughs> Sad news. Big news, with but the honestly, AAF. but a lot of people didn't even hear about it. <laughs> Yes, big news. But some, most people don't even know what the AAF is. So right. If you don't know what the AAF is, you can you can fast forward a couple minutes if you want. But we'll educate you. We'll let you know yeah. what's what happened with the AAF. They were a football league. Keyword were. They were, yes, they were uh, the Alliance of America Football. Mm-hmm. Um, they had eight teams. Mm-hmm. All eight teams were scheduled to play ten regular season games, and then the top four teams would play in a, in a uh, um, elimination tournament. Yep. Um, and now they're done. And now it's nothing. They uh, folded. They suspended <clears throat> operations. They haven't officially folded. 
but they're done. Well, I think the funniest thing about that is that they didn't even pay for the players' flights home. Yep. They had to pay <laughs> they, for their own flight home. Do you know how much really? money? That's a joke, dude. So, do you know how much money they lost from the beginning to now? Like, lost. They like did, so, obviously they, they, obviously, they didn't make any money. Yeah, obviously. There's nobody watching. Net loss of $70 million. <sighs> just a lost. That is just bad. Crazy. Joke, how, how this is what I don't get, though. Like, don't get me wrong. I didn't watch that much. But I was I, into I, it. I watched a little bit. I, I watched that. I paid attention. Like, I, like, Johnny played. I watched that. His Hell two yeah, games. I watched that. Um, I watched a few of the Birmingham games. I watched mm-hmm. all of the games the first week. See, I, I watched, like, the first three weeks and then i kind of fell off i still paid attention you know yeah i followed to every week who won and stuff but at the same time i i love football mm-hmm. people out there who are just casual football fans they probably don't even know what the hell is going on yes and they, they just started that at such a bad time i think i said it last week um they started you know during um basketball season you got nhl going on the, the heart of their season is march madness yeah march madness that's huge obviously people are going to watch that over Here's Amateur my main football. thing, though. The games were on CBS. They were on NFL Network. Mm-hmm. They were on CBS Sports Network. Like, that's that's a big, big time. The too. NFL games are on that. The Final Four is on there this weekend. Mm-hmm. AAF was supposed to be on this weekend leading into the Final Four. <laughs> now CBS has to fill. What week did they get to? What was it? Seven, seven. games. They played seven, seven games. games. So they, uh, had, they had three regular season games left and the playoffs. They're saying that the Apollos are the unofficial champions. Yeah, or they, they, they only had, had one loss. Yeah, just six and one or seven and one or something like that. Yeah. I don't I would think. Say, it, let's see the trophy. But I don't think Memphis would have made the playoffs <laughs> anyway, so I don't really care. So I heard on the radio like uh, when some, a lot of the players were saying just how how much of a mess it was. The practices were a mess. The pregames were a mess. The locker room, like just mm-hmm. the facilities, was just a mess. Which like is it crazy. Was, they, they did they not put, prepare they put for this. A lot of planning into it. And the production quality of it was top tier. It was up they there had with the NFL, NFL players. Bill Polian. I got a quote from Bill Polian for you guys right here. This is from him. There are no more football employees left. So if it's going to re- reconstitute, it's going to have to reconstitute from scratch. Meaning all the higher-ups, everybody's gone. Done. They gave up. They lost $70 million, Done. <laughs> I'd probably be done after losing so, $70 million yeah. too. So what is that? Yeah, how does that make home. you guys feel about the XFL's future? Not looking too good. They're gonna. They are literally going to have to make it a crossover of the WWE and the NFL. If it's just another like football league, like the AAF, nobody is going to here's, watch. Here's but a- if they're out there playing football and hitting RKOs on people. I will tune in every single week. <laughs> you got a good point. That that is quality television. Not pointing. But I go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not. I think the XFL can hang in there. You know, Vince McMahon, he, he did it before. He failed. He knows what it's like. He's got the experience from the WWE he's got the money for brand. It. He's also got the money. And I think he just looks at this AAF thing and goes, we can make this work. So I I, I have two reasons I think that the, the XFL is going to work. But going I, to work. But yes, going to work. Where are these football players going to come from? Listen, so... I, I worry. I worry about. I worry about the XFL because of how fast the AAF folded. But here's two reasons why I think the XFL is going to work. And you tell me what you think. Vince McMahon has planned out and put the money aside for the teams for three years, three seasons. So he's already planned out and approved and set aside money for three seasons to play out. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's the other big, huge difference to me between the XFL and the AAF. The XFL is going to play in cities that already have NFL teams. Big cities. Dallas, LA, um, I think Tampa. Big cities that already have NFL teams that are already football cities. The AAF played in Birmingham, Memphis. Where is Birmingham? It's in Alabama. That that probably why they failed right there. That's just my opinion. I, I think the XFL does better, one, because Vince McMahon. But here's another big difference. Vince McMahon owns all eight teams hmm. he's he's the owner so, so i mean owns the league uh, owns all the teams so in the nfl so each everything. team each team has their own owner yeah he owns all of them eight teams owns them so it's gonna be it'll be interesting we'll see it'll be interesting a lot of the rules are similar with the xfl we still have a long way to wait for the XFL. i just don't know because it's gonna be it's still gonna be you know amateur football yeah right. no matter what you want you can call it professional football yeah but 
It's not. It's not, no. And I think Vince knows that going in. And I think what he's trying to do is capitalize on everything that's going on in the NFL with the the Saints-Rams game with that call last year's season with the Steelers-Patriots. And I think he's going to try hard to push it. Be like, Because he even said in the press conference, like, we want to make this the game that you guys want. And I think that's going to stick out to a lot of fans. And it's going to bring a lot more viewers because, well, like you said, there might you might see an RKO. So the I XFL so. is still, still a year and a half away. Not the end of this football season, but the next football season. So it's still a ways away. However, with no more AAF, it makes us all sad. Because nah. that means nah. <laughs> it means no more Johnny. No more Johnny. <sighs> no more until, Johnny talk. Until maybe until, the XFL. Until something you know? else. Maybe. You know? He's what, moved he, on from three football leagues now? So I, I, I saw this. my pro team like having tryouts down the street. Yeah, yeah. I, I read this quote. It said, Johnny, Johnny has lost two jobs and his wife in two months. Oh, his life is a country song. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny's going, Johnny's going through a rough time. Um, I mean, no yeah. wife. I don't, I don't know the story. I need to look that up. I need to see why what happened with him and his wife. I'm, I'm curious. Because she cheated in that race, man. Yeah, yeah you never know. So, yeah, <laughs> no AF, cheaters. no Johnny. Um, he, did, he, he played... The, their last game, he was two of three, 13 yards, 18 rushing yards. So yeah, I heard the either last way, game. He did the second game he played. I yeah. heard something about that. He, he had some sort of head injury. Yeah. I, I think, think it was fine, after he threw a pick or something. Yeah, maybe knock some sense into him. <laughs> I love Johnny, but I think that's it for him. I think he just needs to give it up. I I'll, think he'll be no, back in the, in he the need, XFL. He needs, he, needs to to go, he needs to go hardcore train and be ready for the XFL. Right. He either needs to do that. Or he needs to really like have some self awareness and realize that he is not that good at football, <laughs> and he should probably try and do something else. <laughs> right. I love yeah. the guy. He's he's great entertainment, mm-hmm. but he's not a good quarterback. Yeah, he'll think. always be a Heisman Trophy winner though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he's always got that. First freshman. Let's um transition to baseball. Let's talk about our beloved yeah. Cincinnati Reds. If you want to talk about opening day, let's. All the other games, that's not. So since opening day, 0-4. Oh, and 0-4. Um, they've lost, obviously, four straight. They've lost three straight by one run. And they've lost four of the two of the four two shutouts. So offensively, the ball, dude. offensively struggling, ridiculous. Bad. Pitching's not been terrible. Uh, especially it's, Castillo. He's dealing, dude. It's dealing, man. He, he pitched, the bats going. pitched yesterday, well, two days ago, um, against Pittsburgh, one nothing, Lost one to nothing. So, I mean, there's been a lot of questions around um, Bell's managing decisions. A lot of weird decisions, pulling pitchers, putting different pitchers in. Um, Speaking of that, I have a question real quick. I was watching the game the other day, and um, the Brewers put a pitcher in, and after one at-bat, Put a different pitcher in. Yeah. Why do they do that? It's What's the strategy, point? man. Matchups. Lefty versus righty, righty versus righty, lefty versus lefty. It's all about matchups and, and statistics and analytics and stuff like that nowadays. Um, if you look at the stats, though, I'm just going to run through these stats real quick. Scott Shebler, 0 for 17. Bad. Jesse Winker, 0 for 13. Yasiel Puig, 3 for 16. Yeah. Matt Kemp, 1 for 12. Come on. Hit the freaking ball. Scott Shebler, nowhere to be found. Over 17. Oh, did Jerry say that? Yeah, Scott oh, Shebler, over 17. I, when you're going over that, I just realized that video. Joey Votto is batting 222. Not not a, a hot start <laughs> for him. Um, Tucker Barnhart leads the way at 308. That's a little surprising that Tucker Barnhart's leading the way, but I love it. And then uh, Suarez, my man Suarez, he's 235. So we need Scooter Jeanette. Mm-hmm. We need Scooter, Scooter Jeanette. Um, Peraza's not been bad. Scooter's uh, replacement, Jose Iglesias, not terrible, but he's not Scooter Jeanette. Um, just overall, the Reds, they got to get it going offensively. They're yeah. sit, sit at, sitting at one and four. I think they need to go five and two in their next six games. That'll put them at six and six. Um, I believe that math is right. Mm-hmm. Um, they got their next three games at Pittsburgh, who's one and three, mm-hmm. and then Miami, who is two and five. That's their next six games. Very okay. winnable ball games. Mm-hmm. Um, Trevor Malley makes his first start tonight. He ended the season very strong last year. Um, so I, I, I think the Reds, they just got to hang around 500, and then that hot streak is going to come. It's going to come. The bats are going to get going. Pitching's not not bad at all right. this first five I, games. I'm not too worried because we're, what, five games in? 
Yeah, we still have 177 to play. opening day. So I'm not too worried about it. <sighs> Me and Jordan almost got to see a game last You Saturday. guys did go to that uh, rain out on yeah. Saturday. We literally, we get there. We get into the stadium. We're walking around for a little bit. They're on a rain delay. We go up. Um, we get uh, a hot dog and a beer. We get to our seats. 27 Literally, bucks. as soon as, yep, something like that. <laughs> as <laughs> soon as we sit down, I take one bite, take a sip of my beer. Attention, Reds fans. The game has been canceled. <laughs> wow. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you should have known. Before, the, before you went to the game, looking at I, the weather, man, it was 100% rain all day. We were just very hopeful. The person that we went with, he wanted to go Saturday, and I told him, no, let's go Sunday because of the weather. And he goes, okay. And then he texts me back like three hours later. He goes, oh, I bought tickets for Saturday. I want to hear a really crazy stat. So, so the first game of the Reds, opening day. Mm-hmm. 44,000 people in attendance. Largest regular season crowd ever. At Day Great two, America. probably like 14. So the third game, I believe it was Monday night against the Brewers. The smallest crowd, 7,000 ever. That's crazy. That's hilarious. It was cold. It's funny. You watch it on TV. Cold. Yeah, it was cold. That's true. You watch on TV and it literally looks like there's n- like nobody there. It's there's crazy. like a handful of people. You can literally get tickets for... Dollars. They should at that point. They should look, just let you walk in to make it look like yeah. there's people there. Because I mean, you're gonna spend money when you get in the game. You're gonna get some yeah. nachos. You're gonna get a beer. You're gonna spend nine dollars for you a beer. You spend more on one beer than you do on tickets. Yes, you can. Right. You can sit front row in the outfield for like twelve dollars. Nice. You That's can nice. buy bleacher tickets for six dollars. And then give, move. Give me one moment here. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna go uh, check some uh, tickets here. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They're in Pittsburgh uh, the next three games, and then they come back. Uh, to play three against the Marlins. But the bright side of that game getting rained out, we now get a doubleheader on mm. Memorial Monday. That is nice. You get tickets to both games? Yep. Both games. That makes up for it, I guess. Yep. We better win at least one of those games, or I'm not going to sit through both of them. <laughs> so here you go, Jordan. Their next game's April 9th. Their next home game's April 9th against the the uh, Marlins. $10. Right. Next day, Wednesday, another night game, $8. Next I'm going to go to the game on May 3rd. It's the first Friday night game. Oh, that's first with Friday your fees, too. That's what I was looking at. That'd be fun. Firework, oh, fr- Firework Fridays Firework are Friday. solid, those, man. Even if the game's great. bad, you get to see fireworks. They're damn good fireworks. They're really, really good fireworks. Music and lights. It's it's really good. I wish they'd like let you just walk out on the field and just watch them. Yeah. That'd and be then really they started doing concerts and stuff like that. They had Jake Owen last they year. They had um, Zach Brown Bay there. A little, that a wasn't after a game, though. I'm talking like post game concert. They oh, had Jake really? Owen. I didn't know that. Speaking of Jake Owen, do you guys hear what Jake Owen did? Nope. So you know you know who Jake Owen is. Yep. So mm-hmm. he's a country singer. I think he's really good. Dad hates him. He, he, he he's a different kind of country. <laughs> Some uh, it's, 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 it's new country, new new day country. So he, um, you guys know who Phil Mickelson is. You know who Jordan Speed is. Golfer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you remember the match, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, big match, mm-hmm. pay $30 to watch it or whatever, you know? Winner got like $10 million. Winner got $9 million. $9 million, my bad. So the next day after the match was Jordan Spieth's wedding, and Jake Owen was there. They're good friends. Mm-hmm. Phil Mickelson was there, fellow golfers, so they're all there. Day after the match with Tiger, Jake Owen had a couple drinks in him, goes over to Phil Mickelson and tells him, hey man, you owe me twenty nine ninety nine. That was some shitty golf yesterday. <laughs> he said, I want my money back. That was terrible. You guys being serious? Dead serious. The dead serious. Said, said uh, that was terrible golf. You guys couldn't even make three birdies between two of you in 18 holes? <laughs> so, so Jake Owen says that to Phil Mickelson. You know what Phil Mickelson did? Took out a wallet, had a stack of hundreds, gave him a $100 bill, said, yeah, I won 90 of those, 90 or 9,000 of those yesterday, whatever, whatever the ratio is yeah. to 9 million. And Jake Owen was like, "Ah, oh, shit." Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he said, "I want my twenty nine ninety nine back." He's like, "Here you go." Yeah. I made more the other day. That's hilarious. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of funny Golf, people, so much money. So Pat McAfee, we we talked about the poker room. They're gonna get their poker room. We already had the poker room. They didn't respond to us. Obviously, just hoping for yeah. a like or a retweet or something. Pat, come on, man. We love your show. We listen every single day. Give some damn exposure, Pat. We talk about you guys every day. We listen every single day. Heartland Radio 2.0, Pat McAfee Show 2.0. We love the show. It's hilarious. We're, we literally wish our life was yours. Am I wrong to say that? 
Freaking uh, Heartland Radio on Fridays is probably like one of my best days. It's the best day, to, best way to enter the weekend. Exactly. Besides, cavemen. Cavemen media Friday every day. Exactly. Every Friday, right here on if Spotify. You're listening, if you're listening to Heartland over caveman media, I don't know what you're doing you're with your just life. The worst human. What's, ever. What is wrong yeah. with you? Speaking of Pat, though, th- I got this article sent to me from my dad. I already read it to you, Jordan. This might be breaking news to you. Probably not. Pat probably McAfee not. has an itch to kick, and the Browns could scratch it. It's a very odd headline. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that? <laughs> I think there's no way. The Browns no need way. a kicker, and Pat mm-hmm. McAfee can kick the shit out of the ball. I can't. Am I wrong? But he'd probably make less money to kick the shit out of the ball. Yes. He's already he making a lot of money to, show, to kick can... the shit out of the ball in a Meyer parking lot. I know the reality of it. <laughs> He makes a lot more money outside of football, I'm yes. sure. He probably has a lot more fun outside of football, I'm That's sure. True. His podcast, WrestleMania coming up, he's he's yep. huge with the WWE. Mm-hmm. He's huge in many ways, Twitter, Instagram. He's, I mean, he, he is the Physically. brand. He's his brand, you know? Yep. So, obviously, it's, it's not a reality. He's not going to kick for the Browns. But could you imagine Pat McAfee in the locker room, OBJ, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. And what then I, if they're winning ball games, could I, you imagine that locker room? You know what room? I would like to see? And I think that if the Browns were up for it, that Pat would be up for it. A one-day contract. <laughs> just one on Sundays. Sunday, just one Sunday. No, no, every no, Sunday. No, 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 one Sunday. <laughs> they sign him. He comes in. He kicks the ball. He takes some pictures with OBJ and all them, Baker. He gets a lot more followers out of it. The Browns win a game, maybe. And... Yeah, it sounds like a win-win for the organization. Pat, Pat. Pat to the Browns. Hashtag Pat to the Browns. We'll get that twinning on Twitter. Sorry, I'm still new to Twitter, guys. We're going to get that trending. You're talking to? Or? Pat to the Browns. <laughs> the fact of all this to happen is slim to none. Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Like a one in a million. He, he's yeah. done with football. He's, yeah. he's he was a punter. He wasn't even a kicker. If they still sell uh, fat heads for Pat. I they they make make them them? I don't know. I, look I would that. buy one now. I'd buy a jersey. I'd buy I know a they jersey. do jerseys. I'd buy a jersey. That'd be sweet. Hell yeah. So that's gonna wrap it up for us, guys. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna play you a, a nice interview we we uh, recorded with our man Ellis Igo. Yep. Um, deep conversation. We talked life. We talked sports. You got don't, one more thing, Jordan? Don't mean to interrupt, but I literally typed in fathead.com. And I literally He's the first one on the homepage. No, it yeah. comes up. Heads he, up. Are you the age of twenty one? He, he made a typo. Oh, that means you can get um, some. Uh, <laughs> yeah. some are you the age of twenty one? He, he made a typo. I would. I would. Wait, what's your type in? He, he. I don't know. He, <laughs> well, what website are you on? Fat That's what I typed. Yeah. <laughs> now I gotta look at that. So, anyway, we're gonna get into our interview with Alice. Anyways, we're gonna play you guys our interview with Alice. It's killer. Um, he's the man. He's hilarious. He's super talented. He's a great guy. A great friend of the show. Great friend in real life. Known him forever. Enjoy. Enjoy the interview. Um, before we let you go, though, we gotta talk about Trevi. You heard him on the intro. You're gonna hear him on the outro. Um, this Saturday, Yellow Springs, the Spirited Goat, seven to nine, will be there. Uh, support Trevi's gonna be up on stage playing live music, killing it with the guitar, killing it with his vocals. Can't wait. Come out, support Trevi at the Spirited Goat this Saturday in Yellow Springs. It's gonna be a great time. Drinks, maybe. I don't know. Spirited Goat. I don't know. It's a coffee house, so. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably, yeah. They'll, they'll probably have great we'll, coffee. We'll be outside with a case of beers. <laughs> Let's go, Trevi! Yeah, we'll be there to support Trevi. I can't wait. Can't wait to hear him sing. Can't wait to hear him perform live. Yep. Um, it's going to be a great time Saturday night. Looking forward to it. Enjoy the interview. All right, guys. We want to welcome in our second guest ever here in the Pokemon Room on the Caveman Media Podcast. This guy's he's a great friend. He's been a friend of mine for a very long time. He is a TV star. He's a music star. I think he could be a comedian. He's a hilarious we go all the way back to Pee Wee football. Yeah. We played reg basketball against each other. Uh, you guys may know him as the E-Man, but <laughs> I know him as Altaigo. <laughs> Alex, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you guys? Great. You're We're great. glad to have you here. It's an honor, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> so this is our second guest in the, in the poker room. Ever. Second um, guest ever. Alex, what have you been up to, man? Living, dude. Just living. Learning. Experiencing life, man. Yeah. For real. It's fast. Fast paced once you get out of school. We graduated high school six years ago. Six years ago. Six, six years, years ago. ago. 
So I thought it was crazy that 2016, which is when I graduated, is now three years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's been a year since we had our five-year reunion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. You guys had a reunion. We're two more years away. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. Rough. That's wild. So tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. What, what have you been up to? Nothing. Just using my Bengay. Brushing my teeth so I don't lose my teeth. I'm getting old, man. I'm just feeling old, man. But nah, I'm just literally working. Like I work at a all boys group home here in Dayton. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it. Like it's awesome. my my opportunity to give back and like make an impact because I wanted to be a cop, but kind of got hurt down the road in the process. But it was God, Simon, and God's plan, and He told me this is what I want you to do. So taking that and I'm running with that, and I work at a clothing store when I'm not at the group home with the boys to clear my head and just like interact with people because I love meeting new people and just like interacting and having fun so like so you're yeah. helping young kids get on the right track yeah I'm just preparing the future man for real just that's taking awesome. care of mine and just enjoying life man that's awesome so you, you've had a, a, a pretty crazy life <laughs> you've been on TV you do some rapping you got some music yeah I thought like I said I think you're a hilarious guy I appreciate that but you've had some <laughs> tough times too huh you've had some tough times too tough times man we all have like them obstacles we got overcome but like like I said uh, it's God man like I'm blessed to be here and I'm just enjoying it like my sickle cell, I have that if people don't know yeah tell, tell us like the details about uh, it sickle cells uh, like a blood Disorders like a genetic thing it was originally created back in Africa years ago for malaria, so mosquitoes that bite people. It was created to keep them from getting malaria since they're gonna be out there with them bugs that carry that. And genetically, like I said, it just got passed down to me. I'm one of the only ones, my sister has it, but we're the only two out of our siblings yeah. that have it. But uh, other than that, like I said, uh, I had like some times where it would just kick in and it suffered, but I've never really had a major one like I did in like fifth grade and once I think in middle school. But say, I remember like, some times back in the day going to visit you in the hospital. Yeah, man, like it was it wasn't fun, but it, like I kept my head steady and it was like what I got to do is just take care of me. Nobody else is gonna take care of me. I have to take care of me because nobody really knows about this or knows how to deal with it. So that's my job to take care of me so that I can inform everybody else on how to take care of it. How old were you when you found out you had that? I had it since a baby, but I didn't really start experiencing anything until like the age of four. And then the age of four, literally, I don't know, one day it just happened. And I was like, dude, I don't know what the hell this is. I don't know how to deal with this. But literally like being informed by my staff, my doctors since I was little, I'm still super close with them. Like they know me since I was little all the way up to now. Literally, I was just taking their instructions and what they were saying and I just adapted. And then I took my own traits and things that I could do. And I literally just ran with it because I was told I couldn't do a lot of things because of having it. Right. But as you see, I'm doing everything that everybody else is right. going to do because I tell everybody I'm no different than anybody else. You wouldn't treat nobody with cancer. Tell them, no, they can't do anything. You tell them, live their right. life. Nobody who has asthma, you wouldn't tell them. So literally, I stopped making people tell me no and started making them say yes by showing them I can do anything you can do even better than you sometimes. But it's like, you got to be level-headed and you got to be humble and you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Exactly. So. Definitely an inspiration. I bet those kids at the group home definitely look up to you. Uh, appreciate it. Some yeah. of them, I wish they did a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine. That's probably Cussing very <laughs> It takes a different kind of person to, to, to do that and to get those kids All on right. the right track. So let's get in. Let's get into the to the to the music. Music. Where did this Where did this all begin? I started writing in third grade. A lot of y'all know I just freestyled and joked around. <laughs> yeah, I remember the freestyle back freestyling, in the day. just messing around, literally just to clear my head. Because it started with writing poems. Poems just led to like, hey, well, I can write a poem and it just be smooth, and I can do that with music also, and just right. have fun with that. But it, DJ, DJ Jones. I got, I got DJ right down here. I want to know yeah. what's up with DJ. <laughs> DJ, he really, like, pushed it. Like, because in college and stuff, in, like, high school, you know, I would do it in the, in the lounge and just, like, mess around in the locker room and right, stuff. Right, right. But I was like, dude, I ain't going to really just go put out no music. But DJ and Byron, they really just, like, kept pushing me. And Ennis, after Ennis dropped that fire mixtape of West Carrollton, like, the history of West Carrollton, after he did that, I was like, dude, I, I got to start doing that. So then Kyle and all of us yep. just would rap in a freestyle session down in the basement at Ennis' house and wherever we could do it. And then DJ, when I was in college, was like, dude, 
I want you to come and like rap for me and like literally just like do this freestyle with me. So we did that and put it on SoundCloud and a couple people like liked it and commented it. And they was like, that's cool, y'all should do another one. So one song turned into doing 45 songs and wow. making a mixtape that we put out and then performing and opening up for Mark Battles. Really? I see you guys so performing like, on the stage and... You opened for Mark Battles? Yeah, that was kind of oh, cool, though. That's so, incredible. Like, it was kinda I assume cool. Cody doesn't know who Mark Battles is. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> but, but he, he's, he's an album rapper. He's good, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's sweet. signed to Quality Control. So with like, the Migos, yeah. Gucci, and all of them, that's what he signed to. So it's like wow, kind of cool. Awesome. So, like, yeah. Big deal. But, and then we did a show in Columbus, which is kind of cool. At Scully's around Ohio State. So that was nice. kind of awesome doing that. And just like getting to meet new artists. And having them like our music. And then... Literally just having people like enjoy what I do. And it was just for the fun of it. Literally, we just did the freestyle to joke around. And then I was like, dude, this is just my way of just like de-stressing. Like I talked about wanting to do all of this and then never really doing it and looking up to all these artists. And I was like, dude, ain't nobody going to want for me what I don't want for myself. So I got to go for it. It's like there's only one life to live. So it's just like us doing podcasts. We've talked about it forever. It's something we want to do. And. Right here we are, and I'm loving it's that. Seven, this, is, this, is deep. this is awesome. <laughs> this is deep. It's awesome. That's cool. Making the dreams come true. Yeah. So, what's next for the music career? I don't know. Me and my guy Ennis are literally working on something. We are gonna have some some fun. We are gonna have a lot of stuff that you guys will get to hear like this summer, like for real. And then I have a couple of people that I'm interested in working with that I just got to start reaching out to. I have my we because the yeah, the, the we is the name the of the. My group, my crew, and that's anybody. We stands for Walk On Everybody. It's W dot E dot. And it was just a self-motivating thing. And that's what me and DJ used to say back and forth because we never knew what to call our music or tell people what we were besides John Jones and Ellis. And it's like, <laughs> bro, we got to come up with something cool. So then I was just thinking one night, and I was like, dude, what's something that's going to be impactful and beneficial that people would love to chant or say they're a part of? And I was like, it's him and I right now. It's us. So us, we, 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 but what's we gonna stand for? So my aunt took a serious question. She was like, what does we stand for? It's gotta be something that people will want to remember to something unique and you different. And her saying that, I was like, yeah, that, that means something because she knows about being impactful and something meaningful and leaving a legacy. So I was like, that's what I want to do. We stands for welcoming everybody. I want everybody a part of this. From if I grew up with you and you support me, then you're a part of we. If you live in Alaska, you hear my stuff riding with the sleighs and the dogs and all that. <laughs> I want you to hear my stuff and know that we stand for welcoming everybody. And it's, nobody's ever alone because I had hard times that I dealt with that I never really talked about. And I had an incident that happened and it was like, I want everybody to be included because I felt excluded even though people knew who I was. I felt alone and it was like a lot of people didn't know that so I was like I don't ever want anybody to feel alone and I don't want anybody to ever think that just because somebody tells you no once means they got to tell you no twice or a third time so that's awesome I like that a lot I'm glad to see you doing well man appreciate it I love it I love the music I look forward to hearing new stuff we'll get it on the show oh yeah I'm sure you heard Trevi on the show I love Trevi stuff and that's one person that will have something fun coming up I look forward to that we'll collab with you and and Trevi So. so that's music but you're on TV. <laughs> yeah. Reality show. The yeah. reality that's, show. That's the right craziest here, thing. Right here in Dayton. I do got to ask being on a reality show, like, was it kind of like scripted or were they just like three out huh. there? And be Before like, we get yeah, all into that, let's start from the beginning. Explain the show. Did, yeah. Yeah. Did you audition for it? Like how did it? It was called The Valley. The Valley. All right. How did yeah. it come about? Uh, well, I guess everybody knew about it besides me. And that was my sister's birthday years ago. And we were, it was Easter also. So it was a birthday and Easter and we're there. And then out of nowhere, they're all like, oh, we're about to be on TV getting all hype. And I'm like, what TV show? And I was like, this is a show called The Valley. They did a first season. And then my mom pulled me aside and she was like, I don't really care what they say. They're not gonna get on it. But you, if you audition for it, and I believe you can do it because you got a story that everybody should hear and you're just you and people would love that. I was like, I'm not going to no damn <laughs> TV show. I said, I'll make my own TV show. So, so I, I literally contemplated with it and I talked to mine. And she was like, you always speak big, but you act small. I said, I don't know what that means. She was like, you talk a big game, but you never back it up. So if you really say you want to do it, then go do it. 
So then I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. And then my roommate in college, he was like, bro, I really think you should do it, like for real. So he printed off all the application papers behind my back and was like, dude, you're gonna sign these and you're gonna fill this out right now and we're gonna go. <laughs> so I'm not going to that. He said, yes, you are. There's four of us, one of you. You're going you're to going. go. So I'm not going. Do so we went there, we didn't even have all the stuff. So we went into the photo booth and literally had to make extra photos because we needed extra photos. So we're in there just like <laughs> cheesing it up, just joking around. So I'm like, man, I ain't gonna save this bullshit. This is fake. So like, it's huge, huge lines. It's a whole bunch of people there. It took seven and a half hours for the all the interview to be done. And like you get a golden ticket, so I feel like I was on American Idol and shit. I was like, Yay, I got a golden ticket. Like, where's Willy Wonka? Do I get the back? And so I was like super excited. And I was like, nah, there ain't no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, because I got sent home. So that was the really? crazy thing. That's what a lot of people don't know. I got sent home. I made it like past the first couple of rounds. And got sent home, and like during exam week, I'm taking my exams, and my phone keeps ringing. I'm like, bro, I'm about to get kicked out of my exam and shit. They're gonna think I'm cheating. So I'm like, nah, I'm not cheating. <laughs> so I'm like declining, and it just keeps ringing. And then I get a voice, and they'll like call me back to Steve from the show. And I'm like, why is he calling me? So I'll call him back, and he's like, your name just keeps getting brought up over and over again around our facility. Wow. I know we sent you home, but there's people that just keep saying that they like you and we're going down to like the final 16 and the cuts and he was like you be available to come in today or tomorrow to do a background check and we have a couple more questions for you speaking of that and this is calling mr we <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh they were like um do you could you come in and i was like yeah i guess but i was like didn't y'all send me home and he was like, yeah, but we want to ask you a couple questions because we watched your video and it looked like you were dodging questions. Do you want to answer some? So I don't care. So met him there, go back there. And then it's like shock to the people that are actually in the finals. They're like, what are you doing here? Didn't you get sent home? Like, don't attack me. Well, I'm well, I'm <laughs> that makes for a great job on yeah, the first episode. <laughs> right. And I didn't know that. So like I go back there and they was like, yeah, so we have a couple questions. And I was like, they was like, just tell us what you didn't fill in. So, so y'all really want to know my life. And they was like, yeah. So I was like, all right. Once upon a time, started off just like that, started rambling. And then I said, okay, the end. Literally just like that. And like their faces just lit up. And then he, I was like, so is there any more? And they was like, no, we'll, we'll stay in contact. So the very next day I get a call and he was like, we want you in the final six. You you made the show. And I was like, okay, cool. So he was like, <laughs> I need you to do this and do that and go fill out these fun facts and then send me a selfie of you so that we can use it for the announcement on the radio and the TV commercials tomorrow. I was like, radio and TV commercials? I said, man, so took the ugliest pick out of the whole entire squad. <laughs> like, the ugliest pick. I was like, damn, dude, that is bad. Like, it looked like... <laughs> I was like, I have my gums up here. And I was like, damn, this is like a bad mugshot. Like, I was like, this is bad. And they used that. And I was like, damn, my lazy eye came out. They couldn't, like, have me, like, somebody snap it for me. No, they wanted a pure selfie to see pure excitement. And I was like, this is pure fake. So, like, um, so I did all of that. And I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So, um, but, yeah. It was so, like, now you're on the show with these people that thought you got cut. Yeah. So, like. That was a crazy thing, and the crazy thing about that also, it's the six of us that made it were the six of us that were in the same line, right really? one behind each other. None of us knew that was gonna happen, so we wow. all started laughing when we did get on the show, because it was like, dude, I went after you. So when you yeah. got on the show, were you like excluded from, from doing anything else but the show? Yeah, we couldn't do anything else. We couldn't work-wise, like we could have little side jobs, but we technically worked, because we for were on the contract for three and a half months when we shot Dang. the whole entire show. Dang. But they, they paid us, so it was cool, because I got paid, literally, to do dumb shit. And it was like <laughs> free money, and everything is paid for. Wow. So I'm like, damn, this is the life of a, a, a celebrity, but it sucked. Because you shoot so much and it's so hot, your body gets exhausted. So I had to go to the hospital to get fluids a lot. And a couple of the other uh, cast members had to go. We had to get fluids because our bodies were just getting dehydrated. And we were just wow. exhausted. Oh, but it was like, it was it was super cool. And I got, and it, it's still weird because it's like, people became so obsessed with me that I didn't know anything about that would literally come up to me. And I thought it was kind of cool because I was like, my friends and everybody, like, you guys, when I would come back home, like, shouting and all of them, 
bro, we don't want you acting like you're cool and all of that. And da, 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 da. I was like, dude, I don't want to go in here and be like, hey, I, I can do this. So I, can, I don't want nobody coming up to me. I don't like, I love people. But yeah, it's what like, kind of like feedback, what kind of like fame, quote unquote fame did you get? From, uh, from being on the show because I know it's, it's a local show but right. there's still a lot of people oh, in the yeah. area that uh, start the show my mentors AJ Hawk for those who know AJ Hawk he's a Super Bowl champion from Serena nice yeah. Buckeye go Bucks by the way uh, I.O. there we go but uh, yeah he's a Super Bowl champion with the Packers played for the Bengals and all of that mm-hmm. I got the pleasure of getting invited to his house to be one of his captains for his Hawks for Locks charity it's where he donates for people that have cancer, kids. He grew, grows his hair out, people grow, and they donate. So I got to actually do that, but it opened like the door for me, meeting the chief of police. So that's what motivated me to get through the rest of college when I was feeling low. And my mentor, I met him through the same thing. And it was like, I got to meet a couple of people that I had their hands on and like the music and the clothing. And it was like, dude, this is kind of cool. But also, I literally can do whatever I want to now around college and get away with it because my teachers are like, hey, why don't you on? Well, my daughter's a fan, so I'm like signing stuff at school. You signing like, autographs? Yeah, it's like weird. So like the craziest thing though is this woman who became obsessed with me. She's oh, a vlogger. No. Oh, oh no. Like, it was, no. Yeah, listen, like she's vlogging and she's like every up every time an episode would air. She would update her vlogs and she's like, this episode, my man wasn't on there, so I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> so I would read the feedback and they would like, the next week we would go shoot and everybody just like joking. Hey, did you see what she said about you this week? I'm like, so the cool thing I did for her in out of respects, because I never wanted to meet her, I was scared. Like, I wasn't scared, <laughs> I was just flattered and like, shy, I was nervous. You were, you were still, scared. you don't know, man. I was scared, know. so I'm like, dude, this lady is grown. They do say so, never meet your heroes, so. Oh yeah, I know. Like I was scared though, kind of. But like they they set it up for me to like meet her. So like I took off a shirt and I signed it, and they sent it to her. And like she blogged about that and like got excited about that. And then like they sent her like a lot of the valley stuff, and she would go where my face was or this. And she was like, I'm so in love with him. Da 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 da. Like this is awesome. Like he's so impactful. He's not trying to be like everybody else. He's just him. And I was like, that's what I wanted to be, just me. And I respect that. And then the touchingest moment that I had, it was when a little girl, when I went into dinner, I went to go have dinner with the guys and the fam back home. And this little girl was her birthday. She turned 11. She, her mom came up and tapped me because she was too shy or too scared to do so. And like, it, it kind of touched me because I'm like, dude, I'm just a regular person. Like, right. what are you nervous about? Like, She recognized you from yeah, the show. Yeah, because I had my hat on and her mom was like, she's like freaking out over there. Like, she recognized you. And she was like, you're her favorite, like, your favorite, like, cast member. And I was like, I appreciate that. So I was like, uh, I heard it's your birthday. So I was like, can I meet her? And she was like, yeah. So I introduced myself and like, I shake her hand. Her face just goes completely red. And she's like grinning, but she like scared. So it's like, she doesn't know what to do. So I was like, I don't want to stand up because I might tower over it and make it a little more weird. So I was like, yeah. So I was like, I'll sit down. I was like, so do you want to stand up and I'll stay sitting so you can be the one in charge? And like, I kind of like lighten the mood. So I reintroduced myself, and her mom was like, Oh, trust me, honey. She knows who you are. Was like, That's kind of cool, but like, so yeah, like a lot of people like. And I went down to OU. I thought that was crazy too for Halloween one time, and I was just being Ellis from the Valley because I don't really do the dressing up because it's like I look like a clown every day. Like, <laughs> like, so it's like I don't need no costume to show everybody that I'm scary, raw. But like, so I'm down there, and then people was like, "Who are you?" And like, I guess somebody recognized it, and they was like, "I was like, I'm Ellis from the Valley. That's my Halloween costume." And he was like, "No way, dude." He was like, I know that show. He said, you're not on there. And I was like, yeah, I'm really on there. And he was like, oh, dude, have a beer with us. Like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, that, that's He's like the low-key super fan of the yeah, show. Yeah, and he was like fangirl. And I'm like, oh, man, I better not get no bros underwear tossed in right now. I can't handle all that right now. So the people that were on the show, do you still have, like, a relationship with them? Yeah, a couple of them I do hit up still. And we talk from now, but... It's been four years, which is crazy. Wow. Four years. Four years. Wow, yeah. since it, was, it was early when yeah. I lived out in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like four years since then, but it, it only just kept me motivated and driven. And a lot of them are living fantastic life. They're all great people. And I still love them all dearly. Like, it was super cool to just meet people that you didn't know that lived around you every day to just like you. 
They're just trying to have fun. Like, and everybody used to clown on the show. Like, I would never do that. But then I tell them I made 10 grand doing nothing. And they'd be like, oh, sign me up. And I was like, remember, I was the one getting laughed at because I could walk into places and get free donuts. Or I could walk into Chick-fil-A and people recognize me and have me sign Chick-fil-A cups. (laughs) And I'd see my face in posters. Now, that was kind of cool, the billboards and stuff. Like, I would recognize uh, like people would recognize I know that guy. (laughs) Like, I was there and we were taking selfies with our pictures at the different malls and stuff. And a woman and her daughter just kept looking up. And I'm sitting at the table just talking to some friends. And she's like, excuse me, sir. Is that you right there? <laughs> said, nah, but we kind of look familiar though. I said, it might as well be me. And she just started laughing. I was like, nah, I'm, that's me. And like, she got excited about that. And I was like, that's that's what I took from the show and just enjoyed just being who I was and just like watching everybody get a smiling grin from getting to know somebody that just lives locally that told a story. And it's like, my story's not done being told. So that's why we got started because I got so much that I want to do with that branding wise that I just want to incorporate everybody because we all just a big happy family man. and I tell people that I, I come from one of the greatest cities may not be known to everybody but I love telling everybody I come from West Carrollton home because, is home man yeah man it's Absolutely. literally it's literally a blessing man so like when I go places I rep and say I'm from West Carrollton or Dayton because it's all the same thing but I love love being where I'm from it's cool I'm gonna got to meet you guys. Yes, we've been friends since like second, third grade. I know. Sleepovers all the time. Your house right down the street, where I live now. I know. We had football practice right down the street. I know. We used to just go to Franklin all the time and have some fun out there. All of that stuff. They live at my dad's. Crazy man. So let me ask: What of the things you guys recorded for the show? What was like the the craziest? Like just maybe not crazy. Either craziest or just kind of like wildest just like <laughs> I don't know just, just something well, that's filmed. the boat that we got to do we went to where's the lake at in uh, Kentucky like uh, Cumberland yeah that one we went to Lake Cumberland <laughs> and like it was crazy but Pudding Bay was super dope too cause a lot of us were underage and on Pudding Bay it's a lot of drinking cause it's just so like a lot of that was super fun but like the craziest had to be like the boat thing or me burning my mouth swallowing fire don't ever try to swallow fire. I don't care. It's not fun. It hurts. <laughs> so you went on trips outside of Dayton. Yeah, we went on, yeah, they paid for everything. And like when we did stuff locally or stuff around different areas, like we would get free memberships and stuff. And like people would come up and take pictures. Like it was super cool going on a riverboat down in uh, Cincinnati because the Reds were playing. So oh. we're cruising on the boat, having really nice dinner watching fireworks go off and then the game is right there to us also so we could literally see into the field and watch the game as we're just we're meeting people and just enjoying each other's time and all of that so like the coolest thing like uh, the craziest thing like i said would have had to have been the boat the boat broke <laughs> and all the dudes ended up with poison ivy and shit oh, was crazy man. dude i'm itching like i got fleas and stuff like <laughs> we're getting told we got to take warm baths and use this because it, it was getting bad dude and i was wow. like i thought it was poison ivy proof but nah man i, I wasn't man. <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't so let me ask you this you did the tv you're doing the music you're helping the kids what's next for Alice i go uh clean i don't know i just really want to just put a smile on mom's face and thank her. So that's what I'm working towards to get that. But no, she's a huge part of your life. That's that's my superhero. Like, and for a lot of you that don't know, she has breast cancer and she was diagnosed my sophomore year of college, not college, high school. So yeah, it was still young. I remember. remember. Yeah, it was like tough dealing with that. And like, um, it it, it was just scary because it was like hard to believe because I was like, man, here's my superwoman, like my superhero. Here's the person that I look up to. It's like, it kind of sucked because it was like, damn, man. If I could take all of the pain that she's about to go through now, even though I have what I'm going through, I would double it just for her to see her happy because she gave her life for me, dude. And like, in return, it just killed me because it was like, this is my motivation to say, hey, I owe you everything, and even though you found your kryptonite, I'm gonna pull it away because I want to put that smile back on your face, and I want to see that S back on your chest. So, like, as that's literally like my drive right now. My focus is to be a God fearing man, like she raised me to be, and to be the person that she tells me I can be every day, even when I don't believe in myself and I want to give up. 
she keeps me driven and she's like, you are this person because I know you can be that person. I raised you to be that person and God put you on this earth to be that person. So her words just keep me, keep me fueled, like for real. Absolutely. It's amazing. So she'll keep fighting. You fight for her. Pray for her. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Paving the way for those kids. Working hard, doing your music. Maybe see you on TV again. Oh, you'll see me. You'll see me. I'm about to change the world. I'm speaking at the the high school here soon. So if you guys are you're speaking free, at high school, I'll be speaking at West Carrollton. I'm starting to speak at a lot more high schools now. You went there now. a few days ago. Yeah, so I'm getting back and involved with that because it's like us growing up. We never had that person from our city come back and be right, like, "Hey, right. these are the things you can do." Even though you get knocked down, hey, get yourself back up. Get yourself back up. And like I told you, when somebody tells you no one, so many got to tell you twice or three Absolutely. times. These are just steps in life to get you where yes. you want to be. Yes. To get to where you need to be. And like I tell everybody, you got to have soul and heart. Like my tattoos say, soul, you got to survive and outlive everything thrown at you. Heart, you got to be humble, empowering, ambitious, relentless, and tough. Those are the things that will keep you driven and keep you focused on the things that you want to do. Like I said, and... Me getting to do that now, speaking at the high school and getting to speak at these other schools. It's like, this is the stuff that people need to hear. I'm just like you, but I'm taking the opportunities that I'm given. And even with those closed doors being closed, I'm finding a window to sneak through. Or I'm finding a back door or I'm finding somebody else. And it's like letting people know you got to be your own gas. You can't ask somebody else to ball their success or do all of that. If you're driven enough, you're going to keep grinding and keep pushing to get to where you want to get to. So. Absolutely. Right. But I'll let you guys know when I speak there because I would love for you guys to actually get to come yeah, out and, and speak sure. yourself. I would love to have you guys on deck letting them know because you guys are wonderful people. And I got a couple of people that I know that do some fantastic things in life that I'm, I'm going to bring along to come speak as well. So I'll, I'm excited That's about awesome. that. So. I look forward to that. I look forward to all the new things you're going to do. Before we let you go, though, yeah, I got to get your thoughts on the Buckeyes next year. My boy Justin Fields got me excited. Right Let's now. go. My boy Justin and my boy you, J.K. Dobbins. I was going to ask you about Justin Fields and Ryan Day. Oh, Ryan. I've actually got to meet them. I was at a game and Urban and all of them were practicing. And me and my being who we are kind of get like some some benefits that we're never supposed to get. So the, bo- the players are warming up pregame and all of that. And me knowing who I know, player-wise and people-wise, we were just down there talking to them, and it's like it was super cool getting to interact and like meet some of those people. So, but Ryan is about to be a great coach. Like he was a great quarterback, and he got to learn from one of the best coaches to ever coach. Absolutely, for but sure. Justin, I'm excited that that boy chose the right school because <laughs> I used to watch QB one. Yeah, yeah, me and too. It, yeah, <laughs> oh, man. He used to. He is talented, he's super man. talented, talented. And he's coming to the best college ever, the best damn band in the land. I agree. I think that. he fits perfect in Ryan Day's game plan. Oh, yeah, I'm loving it. And the fact that my boy Chase Young and my boy Rob Landers, oh man, they about to have some fun this year, and I'm excited to to go to some games and to be a part of that and witness us winning a second natty when everybody thinks we're the underdogs. That was my next question. What's your expectation for the team at the end of the season? Oh, we're, we're winning it all because we're, <laughs> we're, we're the dogs this year. We're the, the underdogs. We're the I ones that, we talked about it on one of our shows before. Not even ranked in the ESPN yeah, uh, preseason top yeah. 10. And I love that because that's the, the juice that Absolutely. we need. That's the juice that anybody needs. Hey, you count me out. I'm about to show you. I'm about to swing like Mike and Muhammad and I'm winning this. Bro. I love it. We're taking that. We're taking that. You said it before the show. Diehard Eagles fan. Oh, diehard Spurs, Red Sox. Shout out to all those people that <laughs> rep the right teams. All the other teams. Nah. But, uh, oh, yeah. So your Eagles next year. Oh, we're winning the bowl, baby. Carson, oh. Wentz, Carson Wentz coming back healthy. And we got my boy, the Deshaun Jackson back. Got <laughs> yeah, that's team. wild. Old editions, however you yeah. want to call it. Yeah. But, yeah, Deshaun Jackson back in Philly. Browns Philly Super Bowl? No, yeah, I can see that. No, I can actually kind of see that for real, like legit. I can kind of, dude. The Browns team be, is literally the damn. They're still the golden. They got to stack the one of the stackedest fucking rosters in yeah. the NFL. We talk a lot about AFC on here. We, we never, <laughs> we never actually talk. We talk Bengals. We talk Browns. But we never talk about actual mm-hmm. Super Bowl potential matchups. We don't talk the NFC at all. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You got to. So I could see. I, I I guarantee 
a Super Bowl, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz within you the next five years. Oh, I was uh, about to say. I'm not saying next year. No, no, no. I'm not saying next year. Agreed, agreed. Within the next five years, two young quarterbacks, studs, both of them, Super Bowl. I will bet on that. No, we can be, we we'll figure out and go to one of the game. Go to that game if it happens. Oh, we're going to the game. I would bet on that. I would bet that that one, those two teams will not be in the same exact Super Bowl in the next five years. Oh, I'll, I'll put bet money that. on that too, dude. Hundred dollars. I only want that at a time. I bet on this double. We can do that. We're going to make it happen, and then both are just going to be out of pocket. I think the Eagles run the NFC. And I think the Browns run the AFC it for the next count five to eight years. If the Eagles go to the Super Bowl, no, I'm yeah. saying they play against each against other. Against each other, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Browns make the pocket. There's only one thing that I would be excited if the both teams went to the Super Bowl. Is that just because both their fans are just absolutely nuts? Yeah. Oh yeah, Browns fans <laughs> on some wild, crazy shit, they dude. Really I kid are. you not. Like I went to the Browns Eagles preseason. Me and my boy Chad Vanessa one year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this dude pushed me because I had on an Eagles jersey, and it was a big jersey, and I was like, he liked you in the dog pound, and I was like, right. hey, oh, yeah. he liked you in the dog pound. Yeah. But my boy Vic, hey, we all got them hiccups, and he wasn't even at the house today. That he wasn't even at the house when the dogs were fighting. Like, I hate when people was like, he's a dog. No, he took responsibility for something because he owned up as a man, and that's right. what I've learned. You got to own up and be a man in anything. If, you, if you're literally a part of it or... Like I said, he wasn't even there when it happened, mm-hmm. but he took fault because it was at his property on which it happened, and he knew something about it and didn't try to end it. But I don't he, hate on Mike Vick. He did his time, and he's one of the dopest quarterbacks. You can't, to play yeah, the game. can't be mad with Browns fans saying he don't belong in the dog. He's bag. absolutely <laughs> my favorite Madden player. Oh, but oh, that, yeah. that is funny. <laughs> that was funny. So the old dude, the old dude, shoulder checked me, and I'm like, man, I will knock the gray off your head, man. <laughs> Literally, old dude's like, get off the dog pound, get off the dog. A lot of Browns fans. Let's go, Browns. Old grumpy men. As our old grumpy man, and then you put 0 and 16 and 1 and 15 on top of it, it's even more worse, man. I gotta get off. <laughs> I went up there a few years back for Mansell's debut. Before I even got out of the car, I got like middle fingers up to the window. Like, uh, today's gonna be rough. You got that in state hate. I got that, oh, you live in Ohio, but you root for this team. Like, <laughs> hey, that ain't like Red Sox. That's first. the worst. Yeah, and it's like they dog me, and I'm like, bro. You can dog me all you want to. My team ran rings and stuff now. Your team's still trying to catch up. Right. Hey, yo, shout out to my Eagles, though. We won the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. At least we know you're not a bandwagon because I know you've been an Eagles fan for a long time and then just won their first first. We won the Super Bowl. Like, that was oh, wild. Dude, I, it was crazy. And I was at work. Literally, I'm in the jail cell fighting the boys like, hey, my Eagles won. Like, literally <laughs> fighting them like chokeholding dudes because they're trying to go to bed. And I'm like, shut up. The game's on. Like, it was, it was crazy. I'm like tripping and stuff. I'm like, like, damn, I'm about to break my ankle in this full, a jail room full of dudes. Like, I'm going to get beat up, like, but I don't care. Like, and then I go outside, and I can't even celebrate because it's filled with snow every damn way. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Ohio. <laughs> Good old Ohio. That's can't even Ohio. celebrate my, my birds winning because I'm slipping and sliding, sliding and slipping. But we won, baby. Absolutely. My Red Sox won, too. Shout out to them because they yeah, previous Red Sox. Years for you. And I called that. I called that, too. I don't know if y'all watched my snap, but I called that that <laughs> final strikeout to win that, too. So it was dope getting to see that happen. My Spurs, they'll eventually get back. Hopefully, if Pop doesn't leave. But we got my boy DeMar DeRozan, even though Kawhi is my favorite player at heart. He had to go do what he had to do because it's, it's a business. But my boy DeMar is there, and we're going to be doing some stuff. So. For sure. I look forward to to next year football season. I look forward to the Buckeyes. I look forward to new stuff from you. Yeah. I look forward to your music. Everything else you're going to do in life, I look forward to. I can't wait to see it. We appreciate you coming here. Appreciate joining you. Joining us in the poker room, it. coming on the podcast. Uh, we'll keep everybody updated on Ellis and everything he's doing. And uh, that's all we got today. Where can we follow Ellis on social media? My Snapchat and my Instagram are both the same thing. It's just e.igo. And like I said, I follow back, and you can follow my life story for real. Like, I want everybody to get to see the amazing, amazing thing that West Carrollton can do. Like, like I said, because you guys are my motivation also to have my city behind me and support me and love me. I want you guys to see me get to the top because I can thank all of you guys when I get there. So, and on Facebook, you can just follow me at my name, like Ellis Igo, and I'll appear. So, yeah. Check me out. We'll definitely keep everybody updated on what you're doing, man. We look forward to it. We appreciate you coming, joining us here on the podcast in the Poker Room. You can follow the show on Caveman Media. 
You can follow me at Sports That Ohio. You can follow me at Real Connor Gray. You can follow me at Jordan Lees. Use the hashtag Caveman Media. Thanks, guys. Yeah.